Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Knights of Ren. It's Allie. And Maria. And today we are beginning the next character episode series. I previously did Rebels, and today we are starting Resistance. Technically, I already started this because I dropped the TAM episode <laughs> on Remembering Resistance Day. For today's episode, we are talking about Niku. And because of that, I asked Sarah to join us today. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I was so flattered when I got your message and really appreciate it. And I'm so, so excited to join in on this conversation about one of my favorite characters who is also my phone background. So um, <laughs> that's how you that's how you know. Yep. Yay. <laughs> Big Niku stands here. <laughs> yeah, I lo- love like Friends of the Force. Sarah's a part of Friends of the Force, which is hosted by Brad and Sarah, co-host. You probably already know that because their podcast is a lot bigger than ours. But you guys have such a like huge love for Resistance. Like you guys made that Remembering Resistance Day. So I just, as soon as I started these character episodes, I was like, I gotta have Sarah on for one of these because you guys just have such a great love of the show and I love it so much. So to start us off, how about you talk a little bit about maybe why you like Resistance or why you like Niku or a bit of both for everyone? So um, Resistance was kind of like this magical little thing to me because it is just so full of joy. And I enjoyed like the first season of it. And then in the second season, I got to reviewing it with Brad on Friends of the Forest on our show Bebo's Book Report, um, which (laughs) was the eventual name for it, which doesn't, it's, you know, it's a podcast in an audio format that has nothing about a TV show that has nothing to do with books or something (laughs) like that is like our thing. But, um, and getting to talk about it with somebody else who also was really enjoying it was just the best because there's not like a huge resistance community online and people like it and people enjoy it but I don't see a ton of people always talking about it or anything like that and I mean I'm not one of those people I'm I don't really talk about anything um but (laughs) it's just so special to talk about with others and enjoy with others and so that's kind of how I really fell in love with it is getting to experience it with other people. Nico specifically is the best ever because he is so pure. (laughs) He is so honest and good and true and really wants to be, you know, a character or just like a person that causes and, and is helpful for joy in other people's lives. I know none of that sentence made sense, but joy is what I'm getting at here. And he's just really a character that cares about other people. And I feel like I see a little bit of my awkwardness in him. And I also aspire to have the same heart, the same big heart that he does. And I just think he is an absolute gift in the Star Wars universe. And it makes me a little sad when people are like, I hate this character. And I'm like, how how could you? He is nothing but light he is nothing but light and so that's what i think is so special uh you know about niku and why i gravitate towards him specifically and also like who doesn't like food i'm <laughs> i mean food is delicious mm-hmm. it's all good yes and who hates niku we need names just kidding i i i, I don't know i just i just want name so- names there's one spe- there's one specific tweet that i will never forget and i it was like the first like niku hate tweet i saw and i was like oh how dare this person i didn't even know who it was it was a stranger but i was like how dare they this character is a gem a gem i remember i remember when people were thinking niku was the spy, spy. And i was going to throw down ali do you remember this how mad i was 
I was like, who thinks Niku is the spy? We are going to have words right now. He has no bad bone in this body. No, no, no. <laughs> I did find that theory kind of interesting, but I, I don't think I ever like really subscribed to it. You know, it's like, oh, what if? Um, we that would be wild. <laughs> character in Star Wars that is just love. And that is Niku. And mm-hmm. I... I appreciate that they have this character because he is just pure happiness and wants pure happiness for everyone around him. There's not, like I said, one bad bone in his body. And I I love that. I, I, the other character, I think that even comes close to him in star Wars might be Ezra just in that they want good for everyone that they love. Mm -hmm. But I think Niku takes it up even a notch because (laughs) he just has complete optimism for everyone there's not he doesn't have a negative thought Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just honest he really sees the best in In everything there's not he has and everyone loves him but he makes friends with like the cellada and people that other people don't think are important he thinks are the most important people Mm -hmm. yeah more people like Niku. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. For me, I agree, obviously, with everything that's been said. Like, Niku is just the most pure, sweet <laughs> character ever. <laughs> I just really love that positivity that Niku brought to the show because, like, the show on its own was, like, really super duper positive and, like, really upbeat. And it was really nice, especially because, as much as I enjoy, like, angsty Star Wars, like, I love, like, fun Star Wars. And especially for me, because, like, when the show was on, I was going through some really crappy stuff and so Niku's positivity was just always like a special thing for me and I really love that (laughs) yeah I definitely can connect with that as well I feel like I mean the show kind of came out during a difficult time in the world and so going through my own personal challenges or feeling down from whatever is going on in the world I always could look at Niku and know that he was having a good day that good day would give me some good vibes and I remember on the day that everything switched in terms of before times and current times, I had a bad day, very bad day, obviously. And the thing I turned to was resistance. And I had a good evening because I got to enjoy resistance and I'll be really grateful for that for a long time. It is kind of like a buoy of light. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is. I I mean, I, I felt that too. It's, become a comfort show for me and, and specifically Niku, a comfort character, because when I see him, I know that there is going to be happiness and love around him. And that's a safe place. And you can say, okay, here, I know that this is going to be goodness. And I am going to have positive feelings with this interaction here. And I, I need that. (laughs) And I appreciate that. And, and Niku is, is one of those characters that's just, again, just brings that love around and has become a comfort character for me, for sure. I think it was a really like, it's kind of sounds weird to phrase it this way, but I think it was a smart choice because while like rebels has goofy moments and stuff, and Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, Ezra can be goofy so many times, but like just having, I noted the fact that like Niku so much of the time, values 
like the person and the optimism in a situation over like the situation itself like when the first order comes in the platform it's not oh no i'm scared about the first order at first it's like kaz you're interested in the first order let me introduce you to them this is a great situation like obviously he doesn't know about the first order but like still it becomes about the person and the friendships he's formed and I i just think having that like light and that positivity like even when this show got more serious it just it kept that optimistic energy that like kept me coming back because like even Maria's talked about before how like season two some of it is like hard but having Niku there and having that optimism and energy really keeps some of those more difficult episodes still upbeat and still have that heart in them and I love that mm-hmm. you can always count on Niku for like the best line of the episode yeah <laughs> like I have all of my my notes from episode season two episode eight to the mm-hmm. end on a one google doc and I think when I we interviewed Josh Brenner, I highlighted all of my Niku notes and like I wrote down all the best lines every episode. <laughs> and like I have a goal. This is a sidebar, but like I have a goal to go through the whole show and write down all the Niku dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I intend. I, I like I, this came to me as of remembering Resistance last year, but I'm I haven't gotten to it yet. But like I really want to do it. <laughs> he I really does have, have the best lines, them, you know, um, mm-hmm. because. I, I mean, just just some random, random moments. Kaz's curse. He's worried about Kaz and he goes, well, what if the food is poisoned? Normally it wouldn't be a question for I like food. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, it just comes in so randomly at the weirdest time and it's, it's the best. Yeah, and I think that's a big reason. Honestly, the biggest reason I made that no context resistance account was just so I had like this place where I could like scroll through and here's all these like chaotic, cute moments. And it's just like, there's the heart and you love it and yeah so I have like so much of the show memorized because when I made that account I would watch the show so much on a consistent basis but yeah I I definitely agree Niku has like so many different lines that are like whether it's just like the heart of the situation and like Mm -hmm. like talking about like the line in the finale or even just like the most random things that just bring that joy like I even noted like like we were talking about food the food song is the best and I love it so like yeah (laughs) I, even in the first episode when he was talking, was he talking to Kaz and he was saying, you know, I hope you feel the weight of your deception. <laughs> it just, he's so honest with everyone. And it's that honesty comes off as harsh, but it's funny because he doesn't mean it in a harsh way. <laughs> but if somebody took it word for word and, and out of context, you'd be like, wait, what did he just say? <laughs> And it is like, wait, what did he just say? But yes. it's like, it's like, wait, what did he just say? Oh, I have something else to do right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, don't I don't have the moment to dwell on this. Yes, <laughs> but you know that it's Niku, and it's not meant in a mean or negative way. He's mm-hmm. just being so honest <laughs> because he has to be. There, there's no malice in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess in talking, we talked a lot about how. Niku is is like valuable <laughs> as a character in like positivity and stuff but talking more about this character in like the Star Wars universe or just in media in general like what are you guys thoughts about that Niku is a positive for the universe everybody watch Star Wars Resistance thank there you, you. <laughs> I mean I, I think that like he's a great character addition and Maria, you talking earlier about, you know, the Niku the spy theory or Niku is, <laughs> is secretly a bad guy. And we were all or like everybody who engaged with that 
wrong. Like, like, like firmly (laughs) wrong. And I think we, we have a desire to paint people as morally gray. Um, And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I don't think we are as people black or white in terms of our morality and, 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 uh, you know, our worst choice isn't who we are as a full person and that sort of stuff. But I love the fact that Niku is so morally in the Mm -hmm. light. Um, and he's, he's so, so special in that way. And Star Wars now has two of these characters and they're my favorite kind of character. And that is the good hearted engineer character for me, this character type like encompasses Niku, but it also encompasses one of my other favorite Star Wars characters, Rose Tico, because she also has like the thesis of Star Wars and Last Jedi. You know, we're not going to win by fighting what we hate, but by saving what we love. And she's someone just like Niku who is true to themselves, who are focused on being a person for others and continuing on to to go forward and solve the mission for other people alongside themselves but not putting themselves first and are just so lovable because they have such heart and honesty in who they are and I think this we need more of these characters if every character in Star Wars is like this I honestly wouldn't be mad (laughs) it'd be good for me (laughs) I agree Sarah I mean and I I totally see that comparison between Niku and Rose that is such a good comparison a hundred percent yes and and I I think the same I I feel that Niku is rare in Star Wars and that mm-hmm. and and Rose in that we have these such pure loving characters um that evoke so much optimism in the people that, around them and in a time that we need this and I mm-hmm. I would love to see more characters like that that have that moral fortitude that just are continually positive and kind to other people there are people in the world like that and they should be championed yeah and it's interesting that both of these characters are engineers as well Mm -hmm. they are not people that would um be in they're not typically people you find in the spotlight engineers Mm -hmm. are on the ground getting dirty fixing things so that the pilots can go fly and and be the hero or, or what have you and um i think it i think there's something to be said about how these characters are ones that are typically in the background and that are getting a little spotlight shown on them. Because you're right, there are people in the world like Niku and Rose and and or you know, at least similar to them. And I know mm-hmm. a couple people like that. They're the best people I know, you know. Exactly. They're they're wonderfully kind. And you you hope to know somebody like them because you know that everybody in their life, everybody that they touch, is it's gonna get a little little bit of pixie dust. And I, I think it's really great that Star Wars does highlight these characters, even if both of these characters kind of have relatively small spotlights um, compared <laughs> to others. I, um, conversations about Rose can happen yes. another day. Conversations <laughs> about how resistance should have gone on can happen another day. Uh, but I do think it's really special that there has been a little spotlight shown on those characters. And I, I agree. Like I, I do hope we get more of them in the Star Wars universe because the every man, the every woman, that's a valuable reflection to see in our yeah. space universe mm-hmm. because yeah, I definitely most of the galaxy is them. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. Like, especially with the show, like obviously a lot of times in Star Wars, it's like 
the hero can come from like anywhere or anyone and stuff and like that's a giant thing in star wars so i think especially with resistance it's like you have these characters who you would not think would be involved at all in conflict and like obviously kaz is tied to the resistance and stuff but like it, i just always love that aspect of this show that like these random citizens on this random station just like can still invoke change and can make difference and just can have optimism in like difficult situations and can still acknowledge the situation like i'm gonna go back to that line in the finale like a lot of people when they were bringing hate upon niku i'd often see it was because of the fact that niku never like acknowledged the situation per se but he does i that's Mm -hmm. what i loved about that one line because he acknowledges that tam made mistakes yep push it aside and be like no we're just best friends yay he's like no you made us mistakes but it is okay he's yes. in that optimism and that faith that she would come back and apologize for her mistakes and stuff and so i i just really liked that those two aspects that the show really highlighted with niku especially yeah he's like the epitome of like what a true best friend should be yeah like that that is like the ideal friend to have in your life Mm-hmm. and his relationship with Kaz too if you if you see how they like buoy each other like in their worst moments like they fully support each other and again I I love that Star Wars created that dynamic between the two of them but also are again championing someone like Niku saying this is the type of person that should be appreciated mm-hmm. absolutely and we, and again, we, I would love to see more characters like him and more relationships like Kaz and Niku's because people can see that there's much more power in that than being in the negative and the dark side. Yeah. And I mean, I think the, the power of positive friendship is so important to each and every one of us, mm-hmm. you know, whether we have a great friend or whether we're looking for a great friend, um, it's, it's important to, to have those ideals and to have that positivity reflected so that we know kind of what to, you know, or we have, we have an image of, of an ideal, uh, in our heads. And, and, um, it's, it's great that Kazaniku, um, have that like they're honest with each other like Niku Niku especially but they're also (laughs) (laughs) like uh like him saying that he's not a very good engineer like great stuff or that they have the he has the secret coded language with Mm -hmm. they talk bad about him um but also like he's like that one time he created the vision of at the end of one episode and he essentially creates this like skyscape for mm-hmm. for everybody and he's like I you know I know you're feeling sad so I'm hoping this will cheer you up like he always knows how to help someone and how to cheer somebody up and I think I think that's really special and really valuable in a friendship especially during these tough times when we're kind of all dealing with those low moments or times when we could use a cheering up you guys like brought up the fact of honesty and like friendship in that way and I think I think something that really highlights the fact is like when Kaz does reveal that he was like in the finale of season one when he's like oh yeah I have lied to you and stuff a you can see how much Kaz realizes how harmful Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. you also see Niku's denial because like going back to Niku wanting to see the best in people but then going into the next season they still 
grow to t- I, I I haven't fully rewatched season two but from what I did rewatch of it I feel like these two characters open up even more in a way after that experience yes because they both not have like faults but they both like kind of fall in this place where like oh I believe too much into you but like Niku doesn't hold it against Kaz and Kaz doesn't like shut down again he realizes he has to be honest with his friends in the future and Niku realizes that yeah people will make mistakes and some people might not be telling the truth but that's okay and I will continue to be honest and open with my friends yeah (laughs) and how Kaz helps him too when Niku feels betrayed by Nina yeah yeah exactly and their relationship grows in that instance too. And, and, and I, that, that episode I thought was really interesting because Nina kind of picks at how Niku has relationships with other people and Niku in his mind starts to think, well, maybe these people aren't me appreciating me and I'm feeling she's appreciating me more. And then when that falls apart, he's hurt. He's mm-hmm. Niku questions himself. But Kaz is there and reminds him, you're a wonderful person. And we always feel that way about you. No no matter what happens, we always will be here and love you and support you. And I think it's important for Niku to hear that as well, because he is so selfless. And so Mm -hmm. other people like focused on, on being a person for others that I think sometimes he forgets himself in that mm-hmm. equation. And so for him to be reminded of his own worth, uh, I think it's really valuable for him and, and not to, and not to, and for Kaz to like not take advantage of the understanding and care that other people have, like understanding that we do need to be reminded of our own value and our, the love that we have for our friends. Like we need to know that we are loved and we need to know that exactly. we need to tell other people that we love them because those feelings are always there, but we can't, we don't know what's going on in somebody else's head. And and so I think that in that moment, it's an important kind of lesson to to realize. And also, you know, at the end of season one as well, because Kaz has been holding in the secret for so long. And once it's out and once they're able to work together, I think of like station to station in season two, mm-hmm. where Kaz and Niku are on the other refueling station and... Kaz comes to Niku's rescue when he gets flustered in front of the stormtroopers. And so that there's an opening in, of, of trust that allows for them to better look out for one another. And, and I love when Niku gets that support from Kaz in, in the episode where he's betrayed by Nina, he, he doubles back and says, I, you are my absolute bestest friend because he feels that love and support. And then and that safety and mm-hmm. wants to reflect that back to Kaz. And I, that's what wonderful friends do. They help and support each other no matter what and, and have each other's backs. And I, that relationship is just, just a pearl in Star Wars. <laughs> so we were starting to talk more about episodes and like specific moments. And I think an episode we all noted in the notes, noted in the notes was Bebo, obviously, because we all love Bebo. <laughs> so how about we talk about, about Bebo? <laughs> Bebo's best. It is joy. <laughs> it is purest rapture. <laughs> yeah. Bebo is the best. Niku and Bebo, best buddies, five ever. It's more than four ever. And I think this episode is so special because it allows everybody else to see Niku fully and to see the weight of his convictions and and how far he will go to care for another being and he sees 
Bebo in trouble and he will move earth and sky to <laughs> to to make sure that Bebo is cared for and loved and appreciated because Bebo's all alone. And I think Niku sees parts of himself in Bebo and maybe the transition that Niku made from coming from a line of Bantha herders to, you know, wanting to be an engineer and feeling a little bit out of place in a world that perhaps is not as friendly to Niku the Nikto. You know, so I, this episode just has the best moments. The design for Bebo and Bebo's mother is incredible. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Everything. Yes. And I, I have to say, and and this is something that I love about Niku that I should have said before, but this episode is just like, there it is. He sees something that everyone said, this is disgusting. Mm -hmm. And he loves it with his entire entity to like such a degree and would do anything for this little helpless thing that everyone would say, ew, that's gross. I, I love that. <laughs> I, I would do the same. I, I would throw down two for Bebo. And, <laughs> and I get his love for things in nature, for things that people would discard. And, and mm-hmm. like I said before, he's friends with the Chalidae. He's friends with, with uh, droids that people don't take the time to care for. And, and this episode explains that about him and his love for other things. And it's such a, such a depth of love yeah. that that's, I, that's what it is. I just, I love Niku's depth of love. Absolutely. And I think it's so special in this episode that everybody else gets to see that too, mm-hmm. because while everybody is kind of against him in the beginning, they don't understand it. They don't agree with it. You know, Yeager is like, not in my, not in my hangar. Um, and everybody's a little upset that he's spending so much time caring for Bebo and um, loving on Bebo, but they kind of come around to his point of view and understand where he's coming from and work to help, to help Niku to, um, you know, essentially save Bebo from the monster that's coming, but uh, eventually realize that that's exactly where he needs to be. And, I think that them all being able to see Niku in the same way that Niku sees others in that moment is really special because while they're all friends in the beginning and they've worked together, there's still, I think, a wall there up the kind of till that point where they, the, you know, Team Fireball doesn't totally get Niku. He's still kind of that quirky guy that we work with, even if we're buddies with him. Like, I love him, but I don't get him, you know? (laughs) And I think in that moment, they really do get him. And I think that is really special because it allows the audience to to understand that about him just as much. I think it's like really on all levels of this episode from like seeing that, like the way that it says, here's these creatures that may be seen as monsters or these characters still a can value and realize their mistakes and value their friends on those levels and b in the end realize that these creatures are not bad these creatures are just their family like anybody else's and they care about each other and they have connections and their differences should not ostracize them from from us or make us judge them in the ways that we do so yeah oof emotions cuts right to the heart of something yeah looks Mm -hmm. at the heart and that's what he focuses on. Yeah. And he just is like, look at this heart. It's amazing. And we should just love this person 
or creature or whatever it is to the fullest because look at the hearts. Yeah. And it's like, and, and when he's kind of showing other people, it's like this, this person or creature has this heart and you have a heart too. And I have a heart too. Mm-hmm. And we're all, we're all the same in that way. And we exactly. all deserve the same level of, of love and care. And like, that is a really special and important message. And I think while Niku does this all throughout the series, this is mm-hmm. the one episode that is the highlights this in the, the, to the highest degree. And I think it is so special because the Vlogbrothers, John and Hank Green, um, uh, you know, Nerdfighteria, if you know their books or their YouTube or whatever, they have a company called Complexly. Mm-hmm. And the the kind of um, tagline is like, imagine others complexly. And that's exactly what Niku does. He sees others complexly. He doesn't see them as one note or their worst mistake or as a, a capital B bad guy. He imagines others with the depth and love and with optimism that they can be better than maybe the person they are today if they made a bad choice today and that they have the capacity for good and that they have the capacity for understanding and he's the best we he all really should aspire is. to be him you know yeah. yeah 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 his forgiveness level is something that i aspire toward <laughs> truly I mean, it like, it makes me like tear up, like thinking about, uh, thinking about that. I mean, thinking about forgiving Kaz and the time he spent away from Tam and that whole, I don't know, severance of their relationship during that time. It just, Mm -hmm. he forgives people. And, and even in, in that episode in Bebo, like he had to forgive people because people were saying, no, this is, we need to get rid of this creature. And he's like, no, no, we have to protect it. Mm-hmm. And, and sticking up for what he believed in, he, there, there's so much forgiveness in him. And I just, I, again, that's something I aspire toward. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yes. I mean, me, me too. And I, I think it's often so easy to, you know, hold a grudge and he just he might have it for a moment Mm -hmm. he lets it all fade away when because that's because that's the the thing to do Mm -hmm. the thing to do is to be kind in that moment and the thing to do is to love and um that is really special especially like you know fandom exists on an online environment that can get very hostile very quickly or, or people get very mad at each other very quickly and i know i am not a person to easily forgive on the internet I'm probably a much better, much easier person to forgive in real life than I am on the internet. Mm-hmm. Because again, we aren't seeing the whole person. And so we probably aren't imagining others complexly. And I, I think when I open my phone and I think of Niku on, you know, my phone lock screen, I am reminded just in very quick moments that, you know, keep an eye out for that. Check yourself because, you know, I have the power to do better. And Niku reminds me of that. It's going to kind of transition into the engineer, which I think is other like, and Maria, you've talked about it a little Mm -hmm. bit with Nina and he kind of also does a little bit of forgiveness with Nina because he understands that she's in a completely different kind of situation than he is. And I think she had genuine care for him. And there are moments when she was kind of trying to let him know about something and that he didn't totally get it or that she didn't explain it super clearly Mm -hmm. or the moment passed. He realizes in a way that like, She's had a very different upbringing and had led a very different life that led her to this place. And like, I'm upset with her, but I also did have a connection to her. And I don't think that I can be all mad at her because we we did 
share this thing that was positive for me. And like, especially in a world where, you know, there's not a ton of Nick toes everywhere. You know, I think that that connection with Nina was so valuable for him. That was a hard episode for me. Cause I really related. I really relate to how Niku cares for other people. Like I, I, I feel that too. And, and also feeling that betrayal when you have that instance where you thought that this person cared that same level and that you were deceived and, and the hurt that you feel after that. And the questioning that Niku felt in saying at that point, and he says to Kaz at the end of the episode, you know, I don't know if I can trust people. I, I am, am I stupid for having done this and learning that from Kaz that Niku's heart is, is what makes him special and to not ever let another person take that away mm-hmm. and to, to persevere through it and, and just know that that goodness in you will continue. And there are going to be moments where that, that happens, but mm-hmm. The, the true people in your life will stay. And because of Niku's good heart and the love that he has for other people, those, those true friends are, are there to support you. And as does Kaz at that moment mm-hmm. and, and deepens their relationship. It just, I, I needed to see that and feel that it, it was just nice to relate to somebody in that instant because I, I can feel that way. And I remember seeing the episode the first time and just sobbing because I, I feel it so much, especially like being out there. I don't know if people are dating, things like that, that that's something you feel a lot <laughs> and you question yourself and, mm-hmm. and whether you can trust and that's a, a very strong and positive message to not give up in that because then you're going to become a bitter person. And that is not what Niku is. He is optimism and love and hope and maintain that. Don't let those people take that away. And also yeah. darn this episode for making us feel so much because, and I, I mean, the, the chemistry between Nina and mm-hmm. Niku is, is so instant in that moment. And like Nina is played by his wife, um, Josh Brenner's wife, which is like uh, rude. They did this to us on purpose. <laughs> I love that voice, by the way, too. She just has such a, a very pretty yes, voice. Yes. She, really oh does. she does. And I think that was one of my immediate things. I was like, her voice yeah. is beautiful (laughs) and and then she kind of turns out to be this this not so great character who's on the on the you know the wrong side of the the war here and you're just like how dare she (laughs) yeah um yeah I think you're going through that experience with Niku because Mm -hmm. you so much wanted them to exactly um have a a pause like another positive relationship um for Niku and you so much wanted them they really do you really do root for them and for their understanding of one another. Yes. Yeah. And it was crushing to see him like dissolve. <laughs> yeah. 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 So as I was kind of saying towards the beginning of this episode, like resistance ended up being very personal for me in a, the way that it was very positive and B the way that it actually really allowed me to process so many different levels, what I was personally going through. And I think this episode, as you guys have been discussing, really hit on that level specifically because I was in a situation where I was very much trying to see the best in someone and it kind of ended up biting me in the bottom of it. But like, I, so I, I know what Niku felt. And like, even when there are signs, like she literally has a line where she's like, 
I didn't come here to fix things, but Niku obviously like in his positive self kind of way doesn't take it in the way that maybe some other kind of person would be where it's like, oh, that's a bit suspicious. He doesn't take it that in that way because it's like, you're really trying to see the best in someone and you're finding this connection where like they're interested in your backstory and they like do have these signs that they do care about you. And so I, on a personal note, went through something very similar to that. So I think watching that and then seeing the end of the episode where Niku still does have Kaz and he's able to process what happened and still have those friends who are there for you and do care for you. And Maria ended up being my Kaz. So, um, yeah. So it was just like anytime, Allie. It was a very, like, time. yeah, it was a very <laughs> personal thing for me, especially. So I, I think in talking about like stories like this in fiction I just think so many people brush brush off this show so easily but then episodes like this come along where it like really shows you like come on this show has so much value and even though it's vacant in space it can connect to so many personal experiences (laughs) yeah and it, it disappoints me when people write off this show so easily because um yes it's it's made for younger kids younger kids deserve great media um you know to you like no matter your age you can watch it and just see the fun in it and have a, just a joyful time adults deserve joy mm-hmm. you know um adults deserve to be have silly times as well you know and and just get to not think about the stressors of life or work or you know uh family obligations and like take 20 minutes and have a good time <laughs> with a silly show but also like you've said Ali taking these really meaningful messages that are intentionally placed throughout this series and and through Niku's character and really get to see something reflected in your own life or to realize something that you hadn't realized before or just just to see that there's a good solution to a difficult problem that's so valuable and it frustrates me when people are like so bad the show is so bad or you know or like I'm gonna watch it it's for kids uh you know it's like you silly you were a kid once you know like (laughs) you know or people this is a sidebar again but um people who have gotten mad recently at um a middle grade level book for not reading like their adult level book Mm -hmm. and I'm like it's written for eight to twelve year olds Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't expect it to be written for yes. adult people because yes. it's written for eight to 12 year olds yes and there's really positive messages in there that you can pull from but you're not you're choosing to not because you're just choosing to see it as like oh these stupid kids and like that's so cynical and that's mm-hmm. so that's so I feel like the whole thing about Star Wars if you go back to the whole thing the core of it it's George Lucas says it's for 12 year olds you know like mm-hmm. it is that childlike wonder of traveling into this world you never knew or never thought you could know and like Luke going you know being the farm boy to becoming this hero this legend of the galaxy or whatever there's a childlike wonder in all of this and I think some people even if they find that it's not for them ought to have a little bit more of an open mind and an open heart because Nico will teach them good things (laughs) and learning is learning it's Mm -hmm. in all of this in all of those instances, you're learning. Whether you're reading a children's book, a young adult's book, or an adult book, um, mm-hmm. quote unquote, all of those instances, you are learning. So, what is it to differentiate between one and the other? Yeah, and I recently have found a lot, of, <laughs> and I know I'm kind of veering slightly away from resistance specifically, but like, found a lot of a lot of value recently in 
media books and um tv uh made for kids Mm -hmm. because the whole idea behind the middle grade category of books specifically is like finding your place within and among your peers Mm -hmm. and then like ya is like finding your place in the world and middle grade oh my god I got I read some great middle grade books in 2020 (laughs) you know like that made me feel so deeply and made me really learn about myself during a difficult time that was last year and I so value that experience and it's it's so exciting to me that children who this media is for you know at the end of the day get to experience that as well and and so these lessons that come to us as adults are also shared with children and that's awesome we all deserve good stuff. Yes. And, and Nico is such a good lesson. Yeah. For everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me like scared in a way the way that we can get so divisive like this because I am literally like two months away from no longer being a teenager. And I'm like, that's not going to make me like stop watching yeah. like resistance. Like, I think it's difficult when people so easily write off stuff like this is that is like towards a younger audience more per se because of the fact that it does have still so much value and so many lessons and because it's created for kids like like you said Sarah we were kids at one point like Mm -hmm. I'm not like gonna magically transform into someone else now that I'm not a teenager so like well as as the older adult here (laughs) me being the decrepit one (laughs) (laughs) almost 40 (laughs) I, I would have to say I do get flack from people, specifically men. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> no, not women. I would say men. So yeah. I'm like, I'm going through all my brain and telling the women that I know in my life about Star Wars and cartoons and things like that. They listen and are supportive, but I would say predominantly men and, and not all men. I, a very a, a small percentage of men that I, I have spoken to about it have been critical of any fantasy at all mm-hmm. or especially animation uh, I would say most would say that they won't watch animation because it's too silly that and that that's what I get and it's it's disappointing because the, I know at that point I can't relate to this person mm-hmm. because that's part of me and and I just I remind those people it's okay to be silly it's okay to have moments in your life where you're childlike and that's what keeps you young in life. And if you can't relate to that, the further you get from that, the further you won't be able to relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and there really is like such value in having a sense of wonder in your life mm-hmm. and a sense of imagination. And uh-huh. I think animation is such a great way to explore that and there is a there is a rigidity in the way that yes. people move physically like human people there is in resistance is so noodly you know like literally in the physical <laughs> way that they move and um like there's a there's a sense of, of levity and a sense of um wonder because it has that literal flexibility yes. and i know that sounds ridiculous but like no niku is so in like in some of the scenes, he's like bent halfway back. <laughs> like it allows you to have more fun. It allows you to um, let go more yes. because, you know, you, you watch your adult live action TV show and it's very serious and they're doing serious things and they have serious jobs. And it's murder, like, murder, 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 yeah, murder. Cop show, cop show, cop show, cop show, FBI cop show, you know, like it, it can get like a very, very 
dour and, and, and heavy. And we all, we all deserve that moment of levity and that moment of joy. And these are the things that I, I feel like I always come back to. Maybe this is my answer from when you're like, Oh, why do you love resistance? Like, like, um, (laughs) we all deserve that. And people who are like write off animation completely. You think about a show like rebels, you guys love rebels more than myself even, but like (laughs) rebels has like moments of silliness and moments of fun, but like rebels also, (laughs) it's really dark (laughs) and and gets really heavy, but you know, but there's a different way to explore that through the medium that it's being told to us through. And it maybe doesn't feel as deep in our, our hearts, because of that. And sometimes it does, ouch, but sometimes it doesn't. And um, I think that's valuable too. Cause like not everything has to be so serious all the time. <laughs> People need to smile a bit more, have a bit more fun, tell a bad dad joke and laugh about it. Like, <laughs> or just like get excited about, I think going back to Niku here, now that I've gone on this whole tangent, <laughs> but um, getting back to Niku, like his whole thing with the Gorgs, and how everybody is like oh I got you like this pet gorg or cows is like I got you this pet gorg for your birthday or just because um and he eats it right away like that humor is so great mm-hmm. it could not work in any other medium <laughs> and it's so special in this one because there's this ongoing thing with the darn gorgs and it's, gorgs. it's hilarious it's yes. hilarious <laughs> and it's yeah the gorgs the gorg gag is wonderful in it <laughs> Oh my god, yes. More gorgs. More gorgs. More gorgs, please. Yes. Star Lucasfilm, if you're hearing us right now, which you are, you listen to all the Star Wars podcasts, <laughs> obviously. You love to know all of our thoughts all the time. More gorgs. <laughs> yes. More Niku. Yeah. I mean, they, have- say, they throw loath cats everywhere nowadays. Like, yes. why can't they just do the same thing? That's what I'm saying. Like, can we have some gorgs? And, and did, I did say that I did have my idea of, of a, a show for niku and ezra to travel like the the galaxy it'll be kind of educate like a mock educational show and they they teach us about the plants and animals on different planets and like like just hilarity ensues you know just like bad things happen while they're (laughs) while they're trying to teach us so so that yeah i had a thought and I, I would love like a Niku show that's like Forky asks a question. Yes, yes, it's like that. Yes, yes. yes. And they just, he just kind of hilariously teaches yes. us about some good stuff. Yes, and yes. You and with let's, Ezra and Ezra's guys, like trying to keep it like together. Like, I think I'm so glad we're on the. I am so glad we're on the same page about this. Um, <laughs> let's schedule the meeting. Yeah, we're gonna write it. Yeah, we'll pitch it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get a career in television. We're gonna pitch it. It's going to happen. It's only a matter of time. Lucasfilm, hire us. We yep. are yeah. ready for this show. It oh will have a niche audience, but that's okay. <laughs> that's that's okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> so how about we transition to the segment I always have on here where we talk more specifically about relationships. We can start with whoever. Just talking about um, Niku's relationships with other characters. I think we talked a lot about Kaz. If, we yes. wanted, if there's anything more to say on Kaz, we should probably start there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I 
would say that I, I, again, I think that's the ideal friendship. <laughs> that's, that's my friendship goals there. That's what I would like to have or be with my friends. And mm-hmm. I know everyone has a different picture. Obviously everyone has a different picture of what a friend is in their mind. That to me is what I would be to a friend or, and what I would want with a best friend. And I love how it grows and grows over time. It doesn't, it's not going to get less in the future. I know that their relationship is going to grow and become something bigger and better. Yeah. I also really value this relationship and just honestly, like the chaotic adventures they have together are just so good. Like those two together between Cass's chaotic screams and Niku's pure effervescent energy. It's just like so much fun. I love it so much. And yeah, like you were saying, they were just like, they're so sweet and they like just care about each other so much. Like even before Kaz reveals he's a spy, you can still tell that there's the little edge of things where he wants to be more open and honest with Niku. And I I just love their relationship. It's so great. (laughs) There's a moment in No Place Safe where Kaz is is going to leave because he's headed to... um, (laughs) Oh my God. I believe AO's Prime. I'm looking at my my notes and Mm -hmm. my notes are a little chaotic. And Niku says to Kaz, because Kaz gives him like a racing trophy from his his youth, right? And he says, I will cherish this damaged yet symbolic trinket forever, Kazuda. (laughs) (laughs) And again, there's that there's that Niku honesty that could be Mm -hmm. like that cuts that cuts yeah that could cut (laughs) (laughs) but also like but like it's also so special because like Niku knows that. Kaz is giving him something like one of his only major possessions <laughs> and then they hug and it's real sweet it's oh my god yeah that scene when he's like crying and stuff oh my god that scene well that's- I think it's also really special that um you mentioned him crying but like that he's able to express his emotions um yeah. and, like openly and honestly and sometimes I feel like Star Wars they go through a lot of trauma in the movies like a lot of trauma yeah. Um, Leia especially but like everybody and you know there's moments in TLJ where Leia's a little bit like allowed to have a moment to herself that's a little bit like tough um I remember her specifically while she's kind of like sitting and sitting in there moving through hyperspace or what have you but there's just like a lot of not a lot of room allowed for them to grieve or have profound emotions because they have to just keep going and I think this moment where Niku is crying and um he's doing that openly in front of other people is actually really valuable (laughs) we all need to be better in touch with our emotions and maybe that doesn't mean crying among our friends all the time but you know allowing ourselves to feel the things that we are honestly feeling in a time that is difficult for us or in a time where we know that change is happening and not just barreling through 100% of the time to the point where we never process those things. And so mm-hmm. I think in that moment is really special because he's kind of allowed to process what's happening in that for that. He does he does unabashedly share his feelings with people. And I I think that that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think more people do need to do that and say how they're feeling and and it be truly honest because that's when you resolve things in a mm-hmm. healthy way. When you don't hold back and you say this is what I'm feeling. It's not meant to be mean. And, and the, the great thing is when people listen to Niku, they know not to take it in a negative way that he's saying, 
this is honestly how I feel. And there's no malice behind it. And because of that, he's able to, to create these really great long lasting relationships that are going to thrive. Definitely. And I think that power of having that conversation is so important to any, Mm -hmm. any valuable friendship. And I definitely have taken those lessons into my own life and, and better talking about the things that I'm feeling as they relate to my friends and being like, how can we go through this moment where I'm feeling this way and you're feeling that way or something tough is happening or, you know, any, any number of complicated situations. I know I've had like many of these tough conversations where I was really open and honest about my feelings last year. And it ultimately allowed me to come to a better conclusion, Mm -hmm. um, with it because I was able to be honest with my friend and, um, say like, (laughs) this is what's going on right now. And this (laughs) is why I'm feeling this way. And can we come to an agreement about like, you know, the the situation, the problem in order so that we both feel better about Mm -hmm. the situation and the problem. And Niku being super open about his emotions does legitimately remind me to, to continue to be that way. Cause it's a good way with those closest, good way to go forward with those closest to you Mm -hmm. and to like normalize that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We need to normalize that more of that again, Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars. Lucasfilm. You're listening to this podcast. More of that, please. (laughs) That that one, especially we need that one (laughs) real bad across everything. I will say listen, come on, DC, all you guys (laughs) jump in on this. (laughs) I will say if you guys haven't watched it, Star Trek Discovery, a lot of crying in Star Trek Discovery. Okay, I'm gonna have to. They are all hearing like, good things. <laughs> they they are really not open with their emotions all the time, but are like get to those difficult conversations a lot. And Michael, the main character, she really like puts those at the forefront a lot. And that's why I love that show as well. <laughs> you know, there's also, but like I will say, I'm gonna connect. Mm-hmm. I'm not bringing it up for nothing. There's a character on that show. Her name is Sylvia Tilly, mm-hmm. and she doesn't. You know, she reminds me of Niku in some ways. That she is really good-hearted, and she doesn't. She doesn't like fit in to the natural space hero mold, and she is a bit of an outsider. But she's super smart, and wow, she's a good-hearted engineer, isn't she? She is. Wow. Um, I, have a, I have a comfort character type. <laughs> I'm realizing this in the moment. Oh my God. Um, but no, she also is really a person for others. So she really wants to be there and make other people happy. And she's a great character. And this is why Lucasfilm, this is the best type of character. Make all your shows around these characters <laughs> and I will buy the merch. <laughs> they should be the hero. And I really, I do really. want to say this too. I, and I don't know why I've spaced out on this because this was a major thing. <laughs> when I was thinking about Niku and, and looking at the, my past notes and what I'm writing right now, Niku has been a hero in, in the clutch Mm -hmm. moments. He's the one who got them into space. He's the one who got them the hyperdrive working. He's the one that's gotten the Colossus to uh, work at the times where it needed to work the most. And you don't really see him framed as that hero. But he, he truly is in so many ways. I think that we forget in talking about um, his emotions and mm-hmm. his, his um, 
social relationships with others, with just how good at his job he is and just how smart and capable he is. And like, that's another really important facet of his character because like he is, a co- he himself is a complex really dynamic person and to think about his background and um how he kind of broke away from his family mold how he went on a different path than um you know his family expected him to and how he uh and how his family supported him in that like I think people can relate to that or or wish for that too maybe in their own stories of their growing up and and um moving into the world as a like an adult who with a purpose and he he is the hero uh, he does save he the day so many times not like there's probably more than <laughs> than i can count on my fingers honestly and it's interesting because we we don't necessarily you're right we don't necessarily place him on the pedestal he doesn't get the typical hero framing he's but- not the he's not poe he's not jumping into the cockpit that's <laughs> not him but he should be framed as a hero in the fact that he has saved Colossus and and everyone on the show so many times, but also his heart too in in both of those aspects. Yeah, and I think that he shows us a really um I hate to word use the word dynamic again, but like a really <laughs> multifaceted or dynamic vision of what a hero can be. You can mm-hmm. be the person in the background taking a step into the to the forefront. You can be someone who a hero is a person who cares for others and, you know, is, is a person who is there and knows how to help somebody. And you go back to, I'm tangenting again, but I'm tangenting for good reason. Um, you go back to like Mr. Rogers neighborhood and, and like find the helpers, the helpers Mm -hmm. are the people, you know, that are in your life who will be there for you. And, you know, who may not get the recognition they deserve, but, Mr. Rogers always made a point to think about the person who got you to where you were Mm -hmm. um, or to take a moment to pause. And Niku is that person for the Colossus. He really is the helper, like capital T, capital H. Um, He really is always there for other people and for the team as a whole because he believes in them and he recognizes their value. And dang, (laughs) like that's great stuff. That's great stuff. Yeah, and moving on to um, Tam, I think even though most of the time we see Niku with Kaz rather than with Tam, per se, I still like how this show still found a way to uh, to uh, d- demonstrate just how much history and of a bond these two characters have. Like, even going back to Bebo, Tam is the one that goes after Niku and stands up for him when yep. Niku is getting angry, and she's that one who goes Bully. to him and... I, I just think, and even in the end when she comes back, you and like them inventing that code of like, mm-hmm. like talk about Cass's back, like they still, <laughs> there's still so many clear demonstrations of the history and the bond these two characters have. Cause mm-hmm. like, even though they're not always on like on screen per se together, like they still have so much history and such a bond. And like, again, Niku has that care for so many different people. So like, yeah, I like that. Definitely brother, sister vibe there. And you can see it when they're reunited at the end of the series and the way that they just go back to the way they were and the acknowledgement of that, you know, we, we had that hiccup and we're get, but we're moving forward because I've always had this place in my heart for you. And, and both Kaz and Niku 
said that before mm-hmm. to Sonara when she said, well, don't you think that she's up to no good? And both of them are like, no, we don't. And we know she's going to come back. Mm-hmm. They, they had that undying loyalty to Tam. And they said that to her in that instant. They, they're like, we know that you were hurt and did something out of your hurt. And we understand that. And that's an amazing friend right there. Like all of them, that that's an amazing thing. And, and Niku's the one that began that conversation. That's what friendship should be. <laughs> yeah. And, and the recognizing of, yes, there's the intent of an action and then the impact of an action, but also understanding the intent and saying, yes, the impact was, was hurtful uh, or was difficult for us as a, as a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I know exactly where you came from. And I know who you are deep down inside. And I forgive you for this action because I, I know that you're better than this. And I know that this was only one step on your, your journey. Like that is so valuable in, in any, any relationship. And, you know, it's not to, to use that forgiveness in everything, Mm-hmm. Not everybody has to be mm-hmm. forgiven for their actions. Like they Nina. Truly hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that ended. Yeah. And and like not you don't have to forgive everybody because there are, are times when when you're hurt um is it lingers and that's valid and and fair. But there's also times when you say I'm going to move past this. I'm going to forgive you because it's the thing that I know I need to do for me but also mm-hmm. for you. And I know it's going to help both of us grow. And um, that hug, like right at the end, where they're all together, just like me in tears, because mm-hmm. there's so ugh, there's so much love there, and there's so much um, the importance of community and um, caring for the other members of your community, um, no matter what they're going through. And the Colossus is a great example of of positive, like truly positive and um, caring community. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to the people behind Resistance for giving us these good. <laughs> models of of good relationships yes i agree and and also how niku and even yeager their their relationship grew because yeager kind of distanced himself from them as i have to be the father figure and Mm -hmm. has to be my way and things like that but we see in bibu him opening up and and then by the end actually learning from them and, and saying, I can learn something from them and, and seeing that that way of, of loving and being open and honest and sharing things from your past. Those are good things to, to do with your, your found family and, mm-hmm. and that's their found family and maintaining that healthy environment. It's nice to see Yeager actually open up a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. He, um, like, we see him as a, a guy, and we see like the image of the the frame of his, you know, family. We don't we don't learn too much about him for for mm-hmm. a decent little bit there. Um, so, and he's a he's a really valuable character. Mm-hmm. All in his <laughs> he own. softens he softens yeah. more over time. That's good. Mm-hmm. And and Niku's there as as an aid for that softening. And then there's people like um, Captain Doza, who who always knows that he's going to get the job done as mm-hmm. well. And like that, like that belief in Niku, I think is really valuable too, because it's a kind of different, it's a, he sees a different side of Niku and really kind of focuses on his capability to, 
do his job and, and be great at it and know that he has the answer to the problem or will have the answer to the problem. And like, I think that's another relationship that's uh, where they're on a different, mm-hmm. bit of a different standing age-wise and dynamic wise, both Yeager and Captain Dozer are a bit of a bit of father figures, a bit of mentor figures, a bit of boss figures, all of this, <laughs> all all bundled up in one man. But they both kind of look on him with loving eyes ultimately. I know so we talked a lot about Bebo, but I wrote down Cheladai or Cheldare, however you say <laughs> Maria knows how to say Shellfolk. Shellfolk, there we go. I say Cheladay. I, I brought that up. Um I brought them up because I know Maria loves these I creatures, do. characters. So is there anything you want to say about them, Maria? <laughs> I, uh, well, and I was just thinking about that when you were talking about Doza, that Doza saw the importance of them and uh, using them and, and making sure that they were not important, but that, that they, he saw the significance in them. And he also sees significance in in Niku and that respect that he has. I just, I appreciate that from the, from his character because you can tell he really truly respects them and, and their knowledge level and that they're important. And I, I love how Niku in, in the realm of everything, he, he's the one who befriended them and became such a champion of them too. And, and all those little creatures and people, um, like Kel and Ayla, like continuing to maintain that friendship and, and taking care of them too. He sees the importance of people. He sees the, the shining goodness out of everybody and the Chaladai, though most people would think are slow and, and unimportant, he doesn't think that. He sees them as useful and the, the true positives of them. Yeah, and they're super, super valuable to they are. maintaining the ship and making sure that it is functioning, period. <laughs> and because they're kind of like physically they're at like the bottom or, or something right um of the um the the ship if i remember correctly which mm-hmm. i may not i may not be um <laughs> but they they do go throughout the ship i i think just people like look down on them as yeah. they're as they're about and and but he doesn't and that's that's the the part of Niku that's the Nikuness. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're often, you know, we only get them in a handful of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish again, Lucasfilm, Marshall, please. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, we, we, we as audiences don't see them often. Um, and a lot of times in our own lives, in these characters' minds, it's probably a little bit out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's really easy to forget about the shell folk because, they're doing their job in this enclosed, you know, confined space, way far away from where I go to Aunt C's cantina, where, you know, I have my sleeping quarters from where I do my job. And it's really easy to forget about them. And Niku makes sure that nobody is, nobody's left behind and nobody's forgotten about or undervalued. And I think he makes a point to, to try and have others see the value uh, in Bebo and in the shelf folk whenever he possibly can. And I think that is 
as we've been saying this whole time, so special, like, like truly so special. And they proved to be super useful. I mean, they were the kind of the warning call that something mm-hmm. was wrong when we go into season two and he's like, well, why are they all hiding? Well, he sees that they have the knowledge and everything. And, and if other people had seen that, they would have been able to take a cue and understand, well, we can learn something from them. And Niku sees that mm-hmm. and shares that with everyone on top of it and not set and not says to these people, look at you undervalued them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So other people do value Niku too. So for each episode, I ask Twitter if they have any thoughts they want to share on the character we're discussing. And we got two responses this time. Um, first, Kyle said, I love Niku's optimism and his water bottle. I am glad he brought up Niku's water bottle because the water bottle is so great. Lucas, they should make sell them. the water bottle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sell it at Galaxy's Edge. I'll be buying one. I'll get I a love- big old- <laughs> the jug. <laughs> the jug. Um, Honestly, uh, his his water bottle is so iconic. And talk about real world messages. We should all be remembering to hydrate all the time. I carry this thing with me. I'm holding up a water bottle to um, people who are listening on audio because that's how you're going to hear this, I guess. <laughs> I am holding a water bottle right now because I bring it with me everywhere. I literally, if I go downstairs to upstairs in my house, it comes with me. If I go outside, it comes with me. It doesn't matter if I'm just going to shop. It comes mm-hmm. with me. Yep. Um, and um, God bless the water bottle. Thank you so much, Kyle, for bringing it up. Um, a little water celebration. Bottle. Sell this at celebration, Lucasfilm. We will all make it an exclusive. Dear God, I will, I'll I'll strap it around my neck. I'll have that sucker right there. Ah, uh, <laughs> all through Anaheim. Watch me. Honestly, and it's going to be hot out. <laughs> it is. Yeah, exactly. I'll dump like, it on me. I don't care. <laughs> we're going to need that. We're going to need that hydration even more so than in Chicago when it was yeah. <laughs> snowing. <it's> snowed. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Start um, producing them now. So you're, you know, we you can have this stock <laughs> yes. for the Niku stands <laughs> like us. <laughs> we're buying six each, right, guys? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Strap three to the front, three to the back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. No, the water bottle is iconic. Mm-hmm. iconic. The best. The best. The best. <laughs> okay. And White Wolf said the extent to which the character is just so honest in how he presents himself. He is who he is, and he has no shame in any of the things that make him unique. This makes him so lovable and even inspirational. He loves unquestioningly and finds such joy in so many things and is unafraid of sharing this joy with those around him that is like the perfect epitome Mm -hmm. of everything we've been discussing (laughs) so funny we all use like very similar words to describe him (laughs) i was i was listening to how each of us describe him and and we we had certain words and then and then those words were used right there that's very mm-hmm. interesting i i want to see the storyboard for niku and i bet you those words are up there right exactly. <laughs> I, I i bet you a million dollars they're up there <laughs> i i think i think um white wolf in this comment hits on something so important is like he's unafraid in sharing that joy with the people around him i think that us in our personal lives, we can often cut off parts of ourselves to appear more, I guess, more like palatable to others and not get all nerdy or or share our true joy and excitement about something. And I think when we share our true excitement about something, 
it allows other people to see us better and also mm-hmm. share in that excitement. Because even if, you know, let's say I love XYZ sport team so much and you know, nothing, I, I don't do sports. So this is, yeah, <laughs> but like, let's say, you know, nothing about sports. That's me hearing somebody talk passionately about the thing that they love is infectious to listen to, even if I don't share in that exact passion. And I think we, we mask ourselves in a way that, you know, we are afraid to share our true passions. And when we're open and honest about those things, it does allow other people to learn something new about us and maybe about themselves. Maybe that's something they want to explore and, uh, or just enjoy, you know, silliness, joy, Mm -hmm. uh, having a moment of just like of understanding and um, enjoyment in that understanding of another person. All right. I know I kind of put you a bit on the spot with this, Sarah, and it's okay if you have nothing that you can recall, but you brought up a couple of times how you and Brad got to interview um, Josh Brenner. And is I know it was way back in August, but is there, and everyone should obviously go listen to that on their, its own because it's amazing, but is there anything in particular that you remember or anything you just want to say here? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if that's something that interests you to go listen to, I do recommend it because Josh Brenner is like the loveliest and it was um, a really fun time because we just got to celebrate awesome Niku stuff. Um, And for another, like, if you enjoyed this hour of Niku stuff, go enjoy another hour of Niku stuff. I guess I'll share a little bit behind the scenes. This, and I, this is going to sound weird. I don't mean it to sound weird. Josh Brenner knows where I live Um, (laughs) in the sense that like, you know, I was like, oh, I'm from, you know, the suburbs of Chicago. And he named us, he's like, oh, are you from? around here and I was like that's exactly where I'm from and he goes oh like I I you know spend some time there I know do, do you, is this place still open so jealous. Like, that place is still open um and so that was like a really fun time but also we totally had a technical difficulty during this interview and there was the moment where Brad was not in the zoom and um, <laughs> because the <laughs> technical difficulty it literally totally stopped for him um so I was just on talking with him and I was just making a, a, a funny joke about like how I you know made this whole um computer system to be the real host of the show and Brad was fake and and but you know but like <laughs> I think I think what was really enjoyable going back about that interview in the episode was just getting to talk to him about the joy that he finds in in valuing and like in Niku and what made playing that role so much fun. And you really see a lot of Niku's best qualities in Josh. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really affirming, I think, to have that conversation with him and, and feel that because um, it's always great when the, a character you see on screen or and you're like, oh, I think the person that plays that person is similar to this, you know, that person that the, the character is not too far for them. And I don't mean that in like a, oh, they don't have acting capabilities, way, but like in a, in a, um, this character feels so true and so genuine. And I, I hoped for the same, um, for the person that plays them. And I really felt that with uh, him. So yeah, I don't know. Josh Brenner seems cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. He, I mean, he was, uh, it was very sweet. And, um, as a Niku fan, mm-hmm what a blessing that that interview was and like last year was really tough mm-hmm. I imagine and you know same ways and different ways for all of us but um last year was tough and getting to have like that really lofty goals moment and something <laughs> we never thought we'd be able to do was was quite cool and mm-hmm. I and I felt very accomplished in that moment as well and I don't mean that I don't I don't <laughs> say I don't say that to brag but like I, I still like in, our, in my lowest times, which a lot of 2020 was, I felt like I did accomplish something in putting or helping put resi- remembering resistance together. And and mm-hmm. so like, I feel 
really grateful for that because it kind of brought this community together a little bit. Yeah, we're grateful um, for you guys. Yeah, I was just going to say thank you. Thank you for doing that. Uh, I'm I'm so glad that we did. And, you know, we have plans to bring it back this year and yeah. I mean, whether we're at we're at the hum of it or not you know like I hope it would con- continue to continue but you know we've got some plans to to make it happen again this year and, and do good. more celebrating of resistance because it's delightful and what good would it do us to forget about it it wouldn't do us any good Niku <laughs> continues to teach me lessons so exactly yeah yeah so yeah <laughs> Any closing thoughts, any of you about Niku or resistance for you, Sarah? Because like, we're so glad you're here. So anything else? Yes, you want to thank you, Sarah. I feel like you have heard so much of my darn voice today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I literally, I, I've guested people for like two and a half hours before. So this is like <laughs> nowhere near that. Well, I, I do appreciate um, you guys inviting me on and letting me chat all things Niku. I've probably said the same thing eight times over today. So sorry if you have to edit that out, Allie. Um, okay. But I don't but care. I, but I, um, I really appreciate um, yeah. just getting to chat about Niku because it's it's um, reminding me of all the things that I love about resistance and getting the opportunity to talk about resistance with other people is one of the best parts of resistance because it is a show about community and I enjoy having community about the show about community. (laughs) Yes. And I think that's really valuable and important and um, it makes my day better. And I think it allows me to see, see the show or see the character through another lens and um, Maria, especially and Allie, like both of your insights today have allowed me to think a little bit differently about the character, which I really appreciate. And some of the values that he has in each of our our personal lives so that's so awesome I'm very grateful for it thank you yeah I I'm so glad that you agreed to do this because like as much as I could have just done what I usually do and been like on Twitter and been like who wants to talk about Niku like I just like I really wanted to get you on because I just you love Niku so much and you love resistance so much I'm so glad but to our listeners I already talked about Tam and today we did Niku, but if you have another resistance character you want to talk about, I will do general public tweets. And But if not, if you're interested and you want to snag a guest spot, um, reach out to us, I guess. Um, you can email us at nightsarimpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter. Um, I think we should do the creatures of Star of Resistance. We need to do a creatures episode. There we go. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Me listening along like, yes, they're so right. I love them so much. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but before we plug the rest of our stuff, Sarah, where can people find you? <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter and Goodreads and Letterboxd at SEH221. And I started a new bookstagram the other day um, at Sarah's Puzzled Pages, um, S-A-R-A-H, S-A-R-A-H-S, Puzzled Pages. <laughs> um, how do I spell my own name? I don't even know. Um, so I'm going to try that. I don't know how long I'm... <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do on it, but I'm going to give it a shot. So if you're interested in like book content and puzzle content, I'll be there doing that. I also co-host on Friends of the Force sometimes. It's Brad's baby, but um, I am very grateful to be a little piece of that um, and get to, uh, he lets me talk a lot on that podcast. I don't feel bad for the <laughs> amount of words he has to edit out of mine. Um, but yeah, no, I'm there as well. Um, I do Bebo's book report. Um, I right now am doing the books. So the High Republic right now, we have mm-hmm. Victory's Price coming up, which, oh my God, um, <laughs> my baby will lark. I'm so scared. Um, <laughs> and uh, sometimes I do other stuff, but those are the kind of the main things. And yeah, hopefully I'm not on the internet more than that because I need to not be. 
<laughs> yeah yeah thank you so much for coming on if you ever want to come thank on again and talk about resistance or anything else just let us know because you're awesome thanks <laughs> yeah. i appreciate it guys thank you as for us you can follow me at ali underscore m underscore andrews you can follow maria at mayor of the galaxy you can follow the podcast on twitter at knights of ren instagram at knights underscore of ren and our primary hosting thing again is anchor you can find the podcast wherever it is there but we're basically everywhere itunes spotify anywhere you can find us and other than that maria and i's next episode is our 40th episode so maria and i are going to try to plan something special for that we don't know quite what we're doing yet but we're trying to figure something out Um, and then after that we'll just continue in these resistance episodes chugging along and talking about this fun amazing show i don't know what else to say (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh congrats on 40 episodes that's awesome yeah thank you thank you so yeah anyway thank you all so much for listening and i hope you all come back next time to listen to everyone talk more star wars 